1: And we are off on a Wednesday. It is a Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Coming up, we're going to talk about last night's best bets before we delve into both pro and college basketball to get you caught up on the very latest. Then at 640, thank you for choo choosing us. Yes, it's Valentine's Day. We will talk about the best and worst of what we usually see on February 14th during the 7 o'clock hour, our favorite place today in the association, followed by our friend Lucy Burge. Who's going to explain? This was a thing on Twitter for a couple days. I can't figure out why. Why everyone thought she was 50 years old? She will explain that. Then during the eight o'clock hour, more hoops before we play. Read and react at 8:20 and finally at 8:40, our best bets. And exciting news, breaking news, because sitting here for Chelsea Messenger today is our friend Kate Constable. Kate, how are you on this Valentine's Day?
2: Janks, good morning. I mean, it's Valentine's Day. What's not to love about today? I am ready to go, ready to talk hoops, NBA, college. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested to know why people think Lucy's fifty. She looks fifty five to me. So everyone on the yes. internet's wrong. Uh, but we'll find yeah. out.
1: When I saw Lucy's picture, I was like, I mean, no offense, but Lucy's kind of on the old back end of her life, if we're being honest here, you know, filing for benefits. Have you seen her walk? Oh, she's got a walker. (laughs) She's got a small lamp. We'll figure that out. I don't know what's going on there. And we're going to talk about the best and worst of Valentine's Day coming up at 640. Are you a huge Valentine's Day person? I, I enjoy Valentine's Day. I know it gets a lot of hate from some people, but I don't mind it. I don't mind
2: either I'm not but it's not something where like if it doesn't happen or i mean my husband and i celebrated valentine's day on monday so like we do our own when it works for us it doesn't have to be today it's just nice to kind of acknowledge a day of love you know go out to eat or even just sit on the couch order food have some like time together that's uninterrupted so i I mean we're both today wearing our valentine's day colors so we're celebrating in some aspect i'm in pink you're in red um but yeah i mean valentine's day is great If, if you hate valentine's day it's likely because You don't have a valentine which i've been there before so it is (laughs) sad but um it's a good day overall
1: i agree i agree so we'll get into that as well we need to go into our bets from last time i ask you if you cashed as well Chelsea got a win and a loss last night. She was laying two and a half with the Thunder at the Magic. And the Thunder win 127-113. Had Nevada on the money line against New Mexico. And, man, another tough beat. New Mexico wins by a point, eighty three eighty two. 82 I was on the Isles money line hosting the Kraken. I swear to God, I had a dream last night. And I don't know why. I was like, man, the Islanders lost two to one. I can't believe it. And then I checked the score this morning; they lost two to one. Maybe a coincidence. It was really odd. <laughs> Finally, for the Dongster a one and one night as well, and he had Heat bucks over two twenty four in the hook. Heat win one twenty three ninety seven. Also, Ducks at Canadians under six in the hook, but the Canadians win five nothing. So for the week, Chelsea one and two. I'm one and one. The Donkster is one and three. Kate, did you cash last night?
2: I did not have a very good night last night. I had the Pistons plus 10 and a half. They lost by 14 to the Lakers. I did have, I got an early number on the Kings. So I got the Kings plus five and a half. um, And they only lost by five. So I won by the hook, which was great because that game closed at Suns minus four and a half. Um, So if you got the number late, you likely lost. I had the Blazers team total under. That didn't hit, but I did hit uh, one of my new favorite plays or angles to take in a lot of these NBA games is steals. And De'Aaron Fox, I took him over one and a half steals yesterday. He had three, so he cashed there. So a couple props hit, but overall, I was uh, not too sharp last night.
1: Oh, that's all right. How did you get into betting steals? Is it just looking at any <laughs> sort of player prop like anything? It's just such a, I mean, it's one thing you bet a points prop or rebounds prop eight points plus assists prop and you're like no I'm betting steals I love it
2: I've been betting steals and blocks a ton Jenks. it started with Alex <laughs> Caruso on the bulls because he has I mean he he goes over his steals and blocks line which is usually set at two and a half like so consistently that I'm like you know what there's the points market, the the combos, the assists, those are a little bit sharper. I'm not sure the books are focused quite as much on the steals and blocks, so just trying to find a little edge. And so far, I've had success. You take blocks over with Wemby, you take steals and blocks over with Caruso, and you take steals over with De'Aaron Fox. Those three, been cleaning up on.
1: Oh, I got to remember that because I'm always looking for an edge. Well, let's talk about the game you were just mentioning here, Kate, which is the Suns in Phoenix taking care of the Kings. 130 minus minus. Or 125, I should say. The Suns were laying four and a half points. You were talking about where you got that number. Depends on whether or not you covered. Total set at 245 at that MGM and the overhits. Kevin Durant, 28 points, 11 rebounds. Devin Booker with 25 points. Eric Gordon comes off the bench to score 23. And Mm -hmm. the Suns overcome a monster night. Just another huge game from DeMontis Savonis, who racks up his third straight triple-double. 35 points, 18 rebounds, 12 assists. And then sort of the sneaky thing about this game that I didn't realize is that the reason why Gordon came off the bench to light up the Kings for 23 points is that Bradley Beal left the game with five minutes into the game with a hamstring injury. I feel like if you're looking at Suns futures are you betting on the Suns, It's really difficult night in and night out because just like last night, any one of these guys, and particularly Bradley Beal, could end up leaving the game or just not playing at all.
2: Yeah, you can't bet Suns futures because you're literally just betting on them to stay healthy. And with the track record that Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal have – That's not a fairly safe bet. I feel like they all have dealt with hamstring injuries uh, over the last couple of years. Booker always has like a a stint each year where he's got a groin injury. So I'm shocked that the Suns were able to win this game with Beal going out so early because for, for Phoenix to win, like those three have to be at their best nearly every night because their volume and usage is so high. And you look at some of the the stats. I mean, the Kings had 15 offensive boards. They outscored Phoenix in the paint, 72 to 42. So Phoenix was actually kind of it seems lucky to walk away with the win here. Kings didn't shoot very well from three, and that was likely the difference maker. They shot 29 percent from deep. So uh, a good a good win for Phoenix without Bradley Beal. But yeah, Jenks, you can't you can't take any futures on this one
1: yeah i like the suns a lot just because i'm a kd guy even though he's as surly as curmudgeonly as possible always sliding into people's dms he's always angry about something and he went to texas so i support kevin durant but at the same time to your point they're just not deep at all they went out and they signed royce o'neill to maybe help with some of their depth and he was good last night but Mm -hmm. to your point those big three have to stay healthy or those guys just aren't going to be effective as they need to be down the stretch in Milwaukee, what in the world is going on with the Bucs? The Heat all over the Bucs. 123.97. The Heat were getting eight points. They're plus 275 on the money line. Total set at 223 and hooked the under hits. And the Heat do it without Jimmy Butler. Remember, he continues to sit out because of a, a death in the family. So he should be back probably in the next few games, but not for now. And it doesn't matter because they get a triple double for BAM out of bio, 16 points. 12 boards, 11 assists, and then Nikola jovic not Jokic, Jovich, comes off the bench, or actually gets the start. Normally, he comes off the bench, scores a career-high 24 points. Kate, this is a player who, since January 27th, has played a total of three minutes. That's it. He starts last night. The Heat never trail in this game, and the Bucs just get rolled at home. I know they're playing without Chris Middleton right now, but what is going on with Milwaukee?
2: Chris Middleton should not move the needle that much where Middleton's off the floor and the bucks are getting blown out by the heat. I know Milwaukee was on a back to back and kind of a letdown spot after beating the nuggets, but that still can't happen. Like if the bucks want to be a true contender, they've got to figure some things out. They have to put together consistent wins and consistent dominant wins. I mean, the heat are going to come into your, your building and, and push you around like this like that's not going to mm-hmm. be enough to win a championship this year if anything this should have been a game that the Bucs got up for because the heat knocked the Bucs out of the playoffs in the first round last season so this should have been a game that b- the Bucs came in early ready to go and that was just not the case at all um, I mean the Bucs kind of have a similar situation with the Suns and that like their depth just isn't all that great. Yes. Portis off the bench. Pat Beverly is great on the defensive side and Pat Connaughton can score, but I mean, you're going to give up 23 points to a player drinks. I had no idea. He had only played three minutes since the end of January. That's insane. Like, the bucks should be going into this all-star break, looking to fix mm-hmm. a lot of things uh, for the, the last fourth of this season, because uh, this is not going to get it done in the postseason.
1: Yeah, no question. And Doc Rivers has a little bit of a leash, right? Like not everyone's healthy. We get that. But at some point, you got to start winning games. He was brought in to tighten up this defense, and it's not just losing; it's losing to the Heat in a big way without their star player. Also, Giannis with twenty three points for the Bucks, but he did not attempt a single free throw in this game. That's the first time that has happened in almost a year. Let's head down to the Magic Kingdom where the Thunder top Orlando one twenty seven one thirteen. Thunder Lane just two and a half points. They were minus one forty on the money line. Total set at two thirty three. The over hits. Jalen Williams scores thirty three. Say. Shea Gilgis Alexander, I should say, with 32. Chet Holmgren, 13 points, nine boards. Just another ho-hum cover for the Thunder. The Magic are actually a very good covering team as well, which is why I stayed away from this game, but this was not nearly as close as I thought
0: it would be.
2: Uh, you're smart to stay away, Jenks, because I took the Magic last night at plus two and a half. The Magic were retiring ah. Shaq's number their first mm-hmm. time they've retired any jersey. It was going to be a big-time uh, performance, a lot of energy in that building. And that's not to say that it, the Magic didn't play well. They came out and, and were up early. But, I mean, Thunder shoot 54% from the field, and you have Jalen mm-hmm. Williams putting up his second consecutive 30 30- point point performance that's the first time in his career he's had back-to-back 30 point games I mean the Thunder are hard to beat they're gonna be a a tough out in the playoffs and they're really good at covering the number two especially on the road so I might take a pause next time I uh, choose to fade the Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder
1: yeah but you know what I I like that play it's why I stayed away I I lean Thunder but Mm -hmm. I was reading about the Shaq retirement and of course he only played there for four years but Paula Bonquero said after the game that, look, even though we lost, that was a playoff atmosphere because everyone was so amped up to retire mm-hmm. this jersey. And you would think that would, that would probably give you a bit more of a home court advantage than normal. And it, and it feels like that went into your handicap, too.
2: Yeah, that certainly did. I mean, that was kind of what drew me to that game was the external factors, the the intangibles, because that's what I do a lot of my Mm -hmm. handicapping on Jinx is kind of the more intangible aspects, spots, um, motivation, things like that. And I thought the Magic would be motivated. (sighs) And again, that's not to say that they weren't. They played really well. It's just that the Thunder are really, really good.
1: Yeah, when they get going, they can put up a lot of points, even against very good defensive teams like Orlando. Let's head to Brooklyn, where the Celtics down. The Nets, 118-110. We kept debating who was going to cover this number. Well, it was Celtics minus 8, and we end up with a push. Celtics minus 355 on the money line at that MGM. Send me a robe. Total set at 226, and the overheads, Jason Tatum, 41 points in this game, including a career-high 31 in the first half alone. He also had 14 rebounds. Jalen Brown adds 19 points so as you move closer to the all-star break it's always nice to go into the break playing well maybe on a winning streak having a little bit of momentum and here come the Celtics they have won five straight Kate
2: yeah they have and they play the Nets again tonight this line tonight is now at 12 and a half I don't know what to do with this. I was going to look to fade the, the the Celtics tonight and take Brooklyn. I still might do that because 12 and a half is a big number. Uh, but you're going to give up 41 to Tatum. The Celtics aren't going to lose many games when he's scoring 41. And they're likely going to be covering if that's the case as well. I mean, Phoenix, Phoenix, uh, Brooklyn only had three double digit scorers last night. They just don't have the scoring um threats that Boston does. I mean, clearly not many teams mm-hmm. in the league do have the scoring threats that Boston does. Um, but yeah, we're going to have to break down this game a little bit more throughout the show Jinxer because I don't know what to do tonight between these two teams.
1: Yeah, me neither. I saw it at I think 13 and a half earlier this morning, so maybe we've seen a touch of Nets money come in, I think just by virtue of the fact that it's such a high number. And also, like a lot of teams when you're talking about the Celtics and Nets, you have to figure out who is playing. Christoph Porzingis may play for the Celtics. Maybe Ben Simmons plays for the Nets. Although I have to say, I don't really know if Ben Simmons moves the needle for me. I know he can <laughs> be a great player. Maybe it's just my own inherent bias, but it's been so long since he's played on a consistent basis. I don't know if I really factor that in.
2: Yeah, I don't. Ben Simmons is not a part of my handicap. Honestly, I don't care whether he's in or out. He's been great with rebounds, assists. Some of those numbers have been high, but you're not going to get a massive scoring night from him. Um, So, I don't know. Ben Simmons, not not the needle mover for me whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, you know what, buddy? If you play, great. Just make it longer than two or three games at a time, and then maybe I can start paying attention. Maybe I can start looking at your numbers. But until then, it's like you're in, and then you're out again. Coming up next here on the show, we're going to stay on the hardwood. And this time, we checked out plenty of upsets that we saw last night in the top 25, including a shocker as the sycamores of mighty indiana state go down college basketball is coming up next on the daily tip for betql presented by betmgm and kate constable on the show for the next three hours stay right there
2: chelsea and jenks will be right back on the daily tip presented by (laughs) betmgm on the betql
0: network
1: Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Van to the free throw line, up and under, lost it, throws it up, got it, got it! That is your game! Oh, 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 oh. Oh, that was so tough. So tough to see Texas A&M lose at the buzzer to Vanderbilt and SEC play Ezra Mignon with a kind of a circus shot, kind of lost at the middle of the lane, threw up this little dipsy doo that goes in, nothing but net. Uh, you know, as a Texas fan, that really hurts me on this Valentine's Day. I was looking forward to having a great day, Kate, and then here we are, and now I have to wake up to the Aggies losing at the buzzer. Are you one of those people like me who can be petty watching your arch rivals or people that, I mean, Oklahoma is the arch rival for Texas, but the Aggies are definitely a rival. So I do enjoy watching them lose. Do you take pleasure in watching your enemies lose in sports or am I just being a total jerk here? I love it.
2: Of course, that's sports. Uh, yeah, you have to take pleasure in watching your enemies lose. I mean, anytime Iowa State goes down, I'm cheering, like, for sure. Um, they didn't go down to Cincinnati last night. Even though that line was fishy, a lot of people were on Cincinnati. I think mm-hmm. Cincinnati was actually favored in that game, but Iowa State played pretty well. So, I mean, I didn't get to wake up as happy as you were today, Jenks. I sensed a little sarcasm in your voice there. Um, but, yeah, I'm totally <laughs> with a you. Why would you not root against your enemies? That's that's fandom yeah. for you. You have to.
1: That's ah, part of it. I love it. Oh, it makes me so happy. Ah. Uh, man what a great day this is gonna be it's gonna be awesome <laughs> i can't wait i'm already excited i'm going on vacation <laughs> in like a week it's valentine's day we're midway through the week Ooh. yeah he's lost in a heartbreaker although <laughs> this is how i i know it's rivalries in college sports i think are the best and like i'm watching that entire video it was two two and a half minutes. It's just the end of the game because i didn't watch the game last night even though I read about the buzzer beater, and right before the Aggies lose, they show some kids in the stands wearing those Texas A&M jerseys, and I was like, "Ah, f them kids! You got to learn sometimes. Some sucker. Sometimes you take the L, boys, and it'll make you better, man. When you're older, <laughs> when the kids get involved, I try to yeah. be, you know, a little bit more of a softy, but it's still hard."
2: No, no. I mean, all is fair in, <laughs> in college sports, right? The kids need to learn. Hey, learn adversity at an early age. It's going to make you better later on in life, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you just as a as a college sports fan, do you lean to one sport or the other? Are you more of a college football, college basketball? Do you treat everything the same? I I do really enjoy college basketball, but I certainly lean more college football than I do on the hardwood. What about you?
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I lean more college basketball. Last year, I got really – or college football. Last year, I was really into college basketball. And this year, I have not gotten quite as into it just because I was focused on college football and the NFL, and then I love the NBA. So, once that got started, it was just – it's too much to do all four sports at once. Mm -hmm. So, I kind of had to pick and choose. But now that March Madness is right around the corner, and I'm kind of like, I don't really know a whole lot about a lot of these teams – with yeah. the NFL being done, now I'm going to start diving in heavily into college basketball because I can't be losing my bracket. You know how embarrassing that is, Jinx? I mean, us as sports people, <laughs> you can't enter yes. a bracket pool with all of your friends and then have like the the person who picked based on the the jersey color be beating you. Everyone's like, "What the heck? I yes. thought you I thought this is job." I get that all the time and they're like, you do this. Why aren't you better?" Well, you know what? I'm about to be better. I need to just brush up on a few things and we'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> I'm about to be better. Give me some time. I can only focus on so many sports <laughs> at once. When people say that to me too and they're just like, well, this is what you do. I'm like, I sort of, yes. But I'm not like a yes. professional yeah. handicapper. And that's right. how I know someone is not, is not really in touch with how gambling works. I'm like, listen, man. Yeah. If you think... Like, I, I know it's it's sort of a staid thing to say, but it's like, don't you think that if we could all crush this, that we'd all be somewhere? It's very hard to do. So what do you think about? Oh, I see your bet didn't hit. Yes, correct. Correct. It didn't. It will yeah. happen all the time. <laughs> yeah. And there were some bets last night in college basketball that definitely did not hit, including if you were on North Carolina as maybe a part of a parlay, whatever it was, because Syracuse stuns the heels 86 79 the orange were getting eight and a half points they're plus 310 on the money line total set at 157 the over hits i would not have grabbed the points with syracuse judah Mintz goes off for 25 points including 16 in the second half jj starling 23 points for the orange as they shoot 63 percent from the field 47 percent from three point range and the orange get their first win over a top 10 team. You wouldn't think this with a traditional basketball program like Syracuse, but first one of our top 10 teams since beating Duke back in 2019. So it's been around five years, but I was stunned by this result, especially with North Carolina coming off that win against Duke where they look so impressive, and they've kind of slumped since then.
0: what would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah,
2: I was really surprised by this as well. And that that win over the top 10 uh, Duke that you touched on, Jenks, back in 2019, that was an overtime win too. So, I mean... The Orange have not had a whole lot of success against top teams as of yeah. late, but this was huge. I mean, they lost by 36 to UNC in Chapel Hill last yeah. month, so maybe this was a game the Tar Heels kind of came in thinking they could just take the night off and just roll over Syracuse, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the Orange sitting at 7-7 seven and seven in the conference. Uh, it just kind of felt like maybe the Tar Heels overlooked Syracuse and good for uh, the Orange to – Take advantage because that's what you have to do in, in college basketball is find your own motivation and then find, you know, where you have a little edge over the other team and on the floor and talent wise. Syracuse doesn't have an edge over North Carolina, but maybe motivation and and all of that kind of played a little bit more of a factor for Syracuse last night.
1: Yeah, and I thought it was funny after the heels beat the Blue Devils and Armando Baycott was like the ACC runs through me. It's like, all right, that's a bold <laughs> statement. You're, you're a great player. And also, since you said that, you've lost three of five. So he's mm-hmm. a hell of a college basketball prospect or NBA prospect. But, man, you can't make a statement like that and then drop three of five in conference play. Let's and you can't make a statement. Oh go What,
2: James, real quick, you can't make a statement yeah, like yeah. that when you've been in college basketball for, like, 17 years. <laughs> of course <laughs> right. it runs through you. You're the most veteran player in the conference. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you can't, you can't be doing that.
1: It, it does run through you. You're 42. You're married. You've been divorced. You're remarried. <laughs> you have three children. You've been playing in Chapel Hill forever. That's why I will say since we're talking about college football, I'm so ready for the COVID era and the yes. era where, where players get these extra years. And I understand, I certainly understand why, but it's difficult to college football in particular, And now all sports because of NIL is difficult enough. And then you see these players who are getting six, seven years, sometimes more once in a while. And it's like, listen, you're a professional now. You're not even a college player anymore. There are so
2: many players in college still that are older or the same age as a lot of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Like there's, I I can't remember who it is, but there's some player that's the same age as Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. But yet they're still, Mm -hmm. they're in like their 17th year in college. And Hertz and and Jackson have been in the league for how many seasons? It's just, it's nuts. I'm totally with you. I'm ready for that COVID year to be over.
1: Oh, me too. Well, also in the ACC, number 21, Virginia, loses to Pittsburgh last night. Did not see that one coming. 74-63. The Panthers getting six and a half points. They're plus 250 on the money line. Total set at 122. The over hits. Blake Henson, 27 points, including 18 in the second half. Jalen Lowe, 12 points. And the Panthers and Virginia's 23-game home winning streak. That was the longest in the nation. And you talk about teams building their resumes this time of year, trying to make a push towards making the tournament. Pitt is one of those teams. They've now won four straight and six of seven And going into Charlottesville and beating Virginia is a difficult thing to do, which we know because of that winning streak.
2: Yeah, but this is what happens, Jenks, when one team makes four threes and the other team makes 14. You have a little bit of a math problem (laughs) on your hands, and that's going to give you the win most nights. That was the difference maker in this one because uh, Virginia shot 50% from the field. It's not like they weren't hitting shots. They just weren't hitting them from the on the arc, and you subtract, you know, Th- twos for threes, threes for twos, you're going to come out on the wrong mm-hmm. side of that most of the time.
1: No, yeah, absolutely right. And so the Wahoos with a rare loss at home, but it's always funny too when you look at box scores and you look at results that sometimes when a team gets hot, there's just not a whole lot you can do. Or conversely, you go ice cold. And when those two things happen concurrently, yeah. then you're set up for a big loss. How about this? Illinois State upsets number 23, Indiana State. 80 to 67. Illinois State was getting 17 points. They were plus 11.50, almost 12 to 1 on the money line. Total set at 144, the over hits. Johnny Kinziger goes off for 31 points. Miles Foster records a double-double with 19 points and 12 rebounds. And this is such a bad loss for the Sycamores because if you follow college basketball, you know the story, right? They haven't been ranked They're now ranked, but it's for the first time in 45 years since Larry Bird led these guys to the national title game. And we've had experts come on the show. I think mid-major Matt said a few weeks ago, watch out for Indiana State. Watch out for Indiana State. Instead, they suffer a terrible loss because the Redbirds win for just the fourth time since December 21st. I don't know if this is a case where maybe they were getting caught up in reading their own headlines a little bit, but man what a stunning loss when you're favored by 17 and finally ranked and then you drop this game of all games
2: that it just feels like the classic case of okay we've arrived here we are Mm -hmm. nope we got a little too high on ourselves jenks the last time indiana state was ranked greece
1: hello kate are you there are we on the air all right i guess we're still on the air i'm gonna keep going here so I think what Kate was going to say this is just a guess on my part is she was going to say that Greece was maybe the number 1 movie at the box office. Oh, there we go. It was the number 1 movie in the country. But that gives you some perspective. Maybe if you don't if you don't really remember Larry Bird playing basketball at Indiana State, which if you're maybe a younger generation you forget, but maybe you know Greece But that just goes to show how long it has been since the Sycamores have been in this spot. And I will say one thing about Indiana State is they will be one of those teams, when you're talking about a Cinderella team, you're talking about a popular team that people are betting on or expecting to go deep in their tournament or deep in their bracket, the Sycamores will be one of those teams because they also have that guy. And maybe you can help me out here, guys, in the chat with, their center, one of their leading scorers, who has the goggles and he has the tattoos. And he's a little awkward looking, but its he's the perfect Indiana State player. Like if you said to me, who is who's a guy if we could build from scratch who plays for Indiana State, an Indiana State team that's going to make the top 25, you would build this guy. So he's going to be that person. And I believe back from the dead, <laughs> Rob Avia or Robbie Avila? I'm, I got to make sure I get that right. That is his name. All right, Kate, we got you back now. And I was mentioning—I think you were going to say—that it's been so long since Indiana State has been in the top twenty-five. Or the last time they ranked this high, weren't you saying that Greece was like the number one movie in the country?
2: I certainly was, Jenks, yes, before I fell off a cliff. Uh, Greece was less than a year old. The Steelers won the Super Bowl. I Will Survive was the number one song on the Billboard Top 100. It was a long time ago since Indiana State was ranked, and that's how they come out. Uh, that's a really, really bad look, especially because they are could be considered kind of a bubble team if they're not able to kind of to finish off the rest of the season strong. So that's a big loss for the Sycamores
1: yeah they'd won nine straight previously but man you cannot suffer a loss like that and finally in the big 12 number 12 baylor takes care of number 25 oklahoma oh my god beautiful 79 <laughs> 62 everything's going my way this morning the bears laying six points bears minus 280 on the money line total set at 141 and a hook and the under hits by the hook Jaden nunn a career high 27 points to go along with three three three-pointers in a Bears run just before halftime. They'll go six of nine overall from long range. Ray J. Dennis scores 11, all five Baylor starters in double figures, and the Bears move into a tie with Texas Tech for third place in the Big 12. Once again, the Big 12 has been just a massively competitive conference this season from top to bottom. Just you never know who's going to come out on top, Kate.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's the Big 12 year in and year out, which is what Mm -hmm. makes that conference – so fun to watch and follow each season. I mean, Baylor at home is is tough to beat. Only top 25 matchup we had last night. Uh, Oklahoma turns the ball over 12 times and Baylor gets 22 points off it. That's, I mean, kind of the difference right there. Take care of the basketball. That's oftentimes easier said than done, especially on the road in an environment like Baylor. Uh, but Jinx, you are having a good morning. Texas A&M goes down. Oklahoma goes down. I mean, it can. Yes. It, it I'm worried for you because it I'm not sure this day gets a whole lot better for you.
1: Yeah, I've definitely peaked. From here on out, it's gonna be some <laughs> like my roof's gonna fall in, or I'm gonna get a bad I'm gonna get like a telegram. I'm like, why am I getting a telegram? Some terrible news <laughs> back home. Whatever it is, I just need to soak this in now because I've definitely I'm like at the top of the roller coaster before it just like dips down and scares the hell out of me. <laughs> so I can enjoy it while I can, Kate. Come on up next year on the show. It is a day for betting and a day for love. We're going to talk about some of our favorite and not-so-favorite memories of February 14th. She's Kate. I'm Jinx. It is the Daily Tip of BetQL, Presented by BetMGM. Stay right there. The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the show on a Wednesday. Happy Valentine's Day for all you lovers out there. Oh, we're not going to hit on Valentine's Day. I'm Jinx. She's Kate Constable sitting in for Chelsea Messenger. It is great to have you with us on this midweek edition. Coming up, we will talk about... February 14th, the best and the worst of Valentine's Day. I'm going to date myself here, but have I made a mixtape for a girl before? Yes, I have. I don't think that's done any longer. I mean, not the using of an actual cassette tape, but I wonder if anyone says, hey, here's a collection. Uh, You're going to hate on me for it, Double D? Get in here then. I thought you were a big tub of love. And you're hating? You're hating on me for being a lover? being a romantic person double d what is wrong with a mixtape that's old school buddy you
0: you misunderstand what i'm saying if you guys want to show all the love for valentine's day i'll I'll show a little bit of disdain a little bit of hate for it I, I, i hate using the word hate that sounds funny because that is a very strong word so i will say my dislike for for this this day on the calendar to me to me If you're in a relationship and you are doing it right, Valentine's Day is just another day to show your love for somebody because throughout the year you should be doing that.
2: Yeah, but like like can't. I agree with that too, but can't we still have one day to show a little extra love,
0: right? I mean, I mean, you see how big, Kate, you right. see how big I am. I am extra love. I mean, there's just so much. And you shouldn't be hating on Valentine's Day. It's not that
2: I hate I think Valentine's Back to when you were a little kid. And you made your Valentine's Day box to go to, like in elementary school, you get the shoe box and you decorate Aww. the box with the little, you know, the, the little slit up top for everyone to put their valentines yeah. in. Everyone brought everyone in the class and you tape a piece of candy to it. Like, how sweet is that? Th- that was the best as a kid. And huh? then your crush, your like third grade crush gives you a valentine. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like you're made, right? Even though he has to give one to everyone in the class, so you're nothing special. But you still got one. Woo, it's
0: taking me back.
1: Double D, who hurt you?
0: Oh, who hurt you? <laughs> what happened? Listen, what happened? Man, okay. Let me ask you this, Jenks. And, and don't get me okay. wrong. It, it's been a while since the divorce went through and everything. When you were fresh, oh, I hear you, buddy. when you were fresh out of out of being divorced, were you like? You uh-huh. know what? Valentine's Day can go stuff it.
1: <laughs> well, here's what I you know what, I've thought a lot about this because I think if you have a if you I think if you have a bad experience with marriage or you have a bad experience with Valentine's Day, you tend to you tend to lay the blame at the foot of that of that union or of that day. And what I've come around because I don't want to be a bitter person and you know me, I love to love. Like I'm not some sort of bitter. I I think ultimately, it's just about the person that you're with. So I don't want the institution of marriage to be ruined for me because I had a bad relationship and a terrible divorce. Just like I don't want to be someone who is bitter towards Valentine's Day because I was with someone who made the day bad for me. I feel like if you find the right person, do I sound like Delilah here?
0: Delilah.
1: But if you find the right person and you both have the same way that you approach a marriage or you approach any sort of day of love, then I feel like it's fine. But I understand having been there and being like, I don't want to be with someone who's like, I expect $500 in commerce on Valentine's Day. And then every other day we just sort of throw to the wayside. It's like Kate was saying, you appreciate, you love each other every day. And then maybe it gives you a reason to sort of treat each other a little bit more on
0: B-Day. I have my Valentine for the day. She just turned five years old. She'll be calling me this Oh, morning. your daughter. Yeah, so that's See, my.
2: Valentine's Day doesn't have to be, like, romantic. It's just a day mm-hmm. for, like, whoever you want to love. Love your kids. My nieces and nephews sent them a little Valentine. Like, that's a good way to look at Valentine's Day, David.
0: That's how I have to look at Valentine's Day, because, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, there's no significant other right now. Um, but that's Yet. okay. That's okay. You know, I'm still, it this, I, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on blast Jenks. I'm still waiting for that, uh, that, that connect from, uh, miss mm-hmm. Catherine, you know?
1: So. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, she's Catherine wrong. has a friend, a Catherine, <laughs> Catherine's a very good friend. I will not say her name, but she's a very attractive and a really cool person. And we see her on a regular basis. We were at brunch with her a couple weeks. I'm working on a double D. I am working on it. She's a hard one to pin down, but she's also she's also single. She's just dating a little bit. So, you know, she is she is there, ripe for the taking. We just got to make it happen. We just got to make it happen. It might happen. help so if, I'm, I'm if gonna work on that.
2: double D and she lived in the same state. That
1: could it might that could help. help a little bit. It might yep. help.
0: <laughs> I know we tried we when when we when we all got together down in, in DC, we tried to get her to come out to meet me when we were in DC the last time. <laughs> Didn't That's happen though.
2: It, yeah, it's uh, probably
0: a good thing it didn't happen because the majority yes. of us don't remember three fourths of the night.
1: Oh, oh boy, God. I barely remember four fourths of the night, like the entire <laughs> night. God bless America. Holy, <laughs> God, I can't believe I can't believe I made it to work the next day. That is proof that miracles never cease. Woo. And it was like midweek too. It's tough to get somebody to come out like midweek. You know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah. come out. We're all we're all hanging out. We're all drinking here midweek. In an abandoned and parking
2: lot. Do you know what I mean? The that, that, abandoned parking lot. Yes, that's an <laughs> awkward situation for her to walk into, like a work function, and then she's the one, yeah. like, out, you can't expect that, David.
0: Well, Miss Catherine was there. That's that's who mediated the whole okay. thing. So, okay, yeah, fair. we were trying. It's neither here nor there. I'm just saying. Like, I I get it. I understand it. But at the same time, listen i know jenks is good i know kate is good i've got my daughter this year and i've had her for the last five yeah. years do something very cute for me every valentine's day so that's i'm all good with that Wait, like you said jenks when the right person comes along the right person comes along and you'll know it and hopefully everyone else will know it and that'll yeah. be the end of it
1: absolutely People will know. And then I will tell you, it will have been worth the journey to get there. The journey is not always easy. But when you get there, then honestly, you'll, and not to say that you have to go through any sort of breakup. But I feel like everyone, no matter who they are, they've been through heartbreak or been through difficult times in relationships. And once you've done that, no matter how difficult that may have been, then you'll have more gratefulness for when it finally does happen. Double D. So it's just a matter of time, buddy. Which, and which leads me happens- to my next question. Oh, go ahead.
2: It always happens when you least expect it, too. You stop looking or stop trying, and That's all true. of a sudden,
0: someone pops up. I'll just say this. This was a great therapy session. I will Venmo you both a little money. I appreciate it very much. <laughs> hey,
1: let me tell you something. When I met Catherine, the lovely Catherine, this was fresh off my divorce. And I can tell you divorce stories that would blow your mind. I won't go into that. But this was a hinge date, okay? This was the first ever online date I went on after my divorce and I it went so well that I was like oh dude don't get caught up in first first cool pretty girl that you meet now that you're free and so I was really even though I mean we had a great first date the first date we were out till 4 30 in the morning we met at like 7 30 and I swear to God I remember this is when I knew that we really liked each other is that we got along immediately Immediately when you talk about unexpected double D. I was like, whatever, we'll give this a shot. And we're sitting there talking and we've had like two or three drinks and I'm like, okay, I, this is a first date. I probably need to wrap this up. You know, I don't know how this works. And so I go, listen, I, I'm having an awesome time. I said, but I really don't know the protocol here. I said, we can wrap things up. I can get the bill and then we can meet again. I'd love that. I go, but I'm also not one to shut down a good time if I'm having a good time. So it's up to you. And she goes, oh, I'm having a great time. I was like,
0: oh, yeah.
1: Me too. And so, and then it kind of like broke the ice. Like we're both having a great time. Let's just, and then honestly at, at 430, she's like, I gotta go. I'm like, I know, I know and <laughs> that was just one. Re- but then I will say, even after all of that, I was super skittish. Like, don't get sucked in. You never know. And then I also went on a couple more dates and had some time to think about it. And then I realized, oh, it's not nearly this easy. Like I got super, super mm-hmm. lucky, but it's, it's tough out there. Double D.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Now, now, Jenks, refresh our memories because you have told many a stories on this show. Is that was oh, that yes. the same yes. night you two made out like uh, kids in high school on a bench?
1: Oh, that was. Oh, uh, that was. It was the first. We went on four dates in the first week. <gasps> wow. We went. We. I mean, we were just like, and I. We oh. did. We did. There was one night where I have told this story before, and Kate, I don't know if you've heard it, but we, we were supposed to go to a Hannibal Burris show here, and this was coming out of COVID a little bit, so they were still careful with, you know, large groups of people, and they had moved the show at the last minute, so we didn't hear about this, so we're speeding to the new venue, we get there, and we were with uh, a couple, uh, some friends of ours, and they found their seats, and there were, like, no seats left, like, none. It was a smaller venue, and so... Catherine and I (laughs) went out to the lounge. We're like, eh, what are we gonna do? And we sat on a lounge and we ordered Long Island iced teas and we were just like sat there and talked and like made out most of the time. And so our friends come out and we're like, have you guys been here the entire time? And we're (laughs) like, yeah. And they were and they just started laughing. They're like, okay. But yeah, immediately we we I it took me, I was the one, it took me a long time to just make sure because I was so sort of hurt and kind of a little jaded. But yeah, four times in the first week, I can't lie. We were definitely into each other from the jump.
2: That's hey, when it's that easy and you just kind of like yeah. want to hang out with the person all the time. That's that's when you know, Jenks. Plus those long island iced teas, those will get oh. you, that's for sure. Oh those God. things go strong.
1: That's love right there. That's love. <laughs> <It's> love. <laughs> Double D, when we bring you to D.C. again, I'm going to set you up. And I'm not just setting you up with a friend of Catherine's. I'm setting you up with a couple Long Island iced teas, and we'll just see where there the road takes us. There yeah, you go. Exactly. So, so I'm like you, Kate. I, I have to ask you. I was just texting Mitch. You know Mitch. We love Mitch, yeah. our guy in Chicago. And he was saying, you got to ask. Kate. This is her first Valentine's Day as a married woman. So you celebrated on Monday? We did, we celebrated on Monday Ah. because
2: um, I am leaving for a bachelorette party on Thursday morning, very early. And my husband has, he coaches basketball and they have practice or a game or something going on um, tonight. So we celebrated early and it was wonderful. Went out to a nice steakhouse, had a great dinner, hung out. It was just a a perfect first Valentine's Day, married. It was also our six month anniversary. So it was oh,
1: wonderful. that's yeah. perfect! Love to hear that. See, we finished strong. We still love Valentine's Day despite the hard times, which everyone experiences those from time to time, time to time. So, I totally get that. Coming up next year on the show, we got hour two coming your way, and this time we're going to show some love to our favorite fix of the association. Stay right there.
2: For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM weekday mornings from six to nine Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.